0: on and listen to crazy train radio
1: what up excuse me while i whip this out oh no! say what again say what again i dare you i double dare you motherfucker say what one more goddamn time i knew it i'm surrounded by assholes
0: With over 30 years of experience and a superb reputation for being a detail-oriented company, Lacey Cleaning has some of the highest work standards in the cleaning business.
1: That's the fact, Jeff.
0: Whether it's carpet cleaning, tile, grout cleaning, new construction cleanup, rental turnovers, vent and duct cleaning, odor elimination, office and or business cleaning, power washing, residential cleaning, you name it, they do it. Check them out to contact them today, LaceyCleaning at gmail.com or call them at 609-709-8536.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Hi, this is
0: Steve Largent from the Seattle Seahawks, and uh, you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. All right, folks, we're going to jump into this because we got a short amount of time with the gentleman on the phone right now, but you know him from being a TV host a podcast host, former professional athlete. His Twitter, the John Sally or at TheJohnSally. John, how are we doing today? Every day is
1: great, man. Every day.
0: Yeah. How, how nuts are you going with this whole uh, pandemic going on currently?
1: Oh, it's it's not bad. My daughter was already homeschooled. She's 17 now. Uh, my wife was... Uh... You know, she's a Pilates instructor, teaching everybody what they needed to learn about their body. Um, my we, my daughter and I we have a cannabis company, so we were working it out of the house anyway. And so this was, you know, it was cool. So, so far, more... business. <laughs> yeah, business as usual, huh? <laughs> business as usual, but you know, more. I, I would say we calmed it down. The the, the idea of. Um, of fear. We didn't really buy into the fear. We just stayed out of harm's way. We weren't fearful. We were um, observant and, and I guess, um, respectful. we good, though.
0: Well, that's good to hear that all is well in the Shally household. But, you know, and, and I'll full disclosure for the fans turn into this, and it didn't hit me until yesterday when we got the response that you were going to be able to tape with us, I'm talking to a uh, co-host for the day about a different episode and had on the background The Last Dance, episodes three and four. And sure enough, he said, I mentioned to him, hey, John's going to come on tomorrow, yada, yada, yada. He goes, and he's from the Detroit area. He goes, holy shit, dude, there's so much there to talk about when it hit me. So we'll start with that. What has okay. your thoughts what has your thoughts been with the documentary, especially this weekend where they talked about the rivalry with the Pistons?
1: I think that they did an unbelievable job of putting all of this together and connecting the dots with the timeline. We uh I guess it was one, every I'm so happy people are going to see the heart and desire and passion of Michael Jordan. Great guy. And but people, you know, he didn't get to talking commercials and and he was revered and worshipped, so you really don't get to know that person except, you know, that 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 uh dominating uh figure. But then you get to see how he had to work and work and work to get to this point. You get to see his uh his progress and and his down and his up. But you get to see it all and and we didn't realize that we were such a clog in his uh in his wheel. Um, we we didn't. We didn't realize that we are still on the mind of the great Michael Jordan, which we enjoy. But we 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 also had to set the record straight. We weren't doing anything that was hateful, we were doing things the way things were done. The way they're done now or new. And everything in those times was new. Um, he changed the way you wear, kids wear their shorts. He changed the. He made a thing called sneaker culture. Um, in 1984 was the beginning of sneaker culture when you had to get a pair of his sneakers. And if you held on to those sneakers now, I think a pair of his sneakers that came from Adidas sold for $30,000. Um, he saved the world in Space Jam. Uh, <laughs> He's a six-star champion. We, we we get, But this weekend, you're going to get to learn a lot, too. You're going to get to learn uh, his relationship with certain teammates. This guy wanted to be the greatest of all time, and he got exactly what he wanted. And now people can go along with that ride.
0: Well, you have a unique perspective with this, at least, I think. And I'm not sure if it's been mentioned to you in other interviews you've done recently, but... And I know you and most professional athletes have that zone of competitiveness on the court, on the field, on the ice, whatever the case may be, but then you try to be human off the court with your everyday life. What was it like with the competition against Mike, but also when you were a teammate for a year 96?
1: Well, it was, um, one, you're right about that. Uh, trying to be human uh, off-court. <laughs> it's because when you're on the court, people are expecting superhuman bouts. They, they're wanting they're wanting you never to miss a shot, not to miss a pass, um, hit every foul shot. People want perfection like they're watching a game of robots, but they're not. They're watching a game of humans playing a childhood game. Um, after the game, you have to figure out a way to decompose. Uh, I you know, is why I'm in the cannabis business. That's the way I do it. But there's a lot of guys, they return to the bottle, they return to different drugs because it was one trying to to calm your vibration down after playing at such a high level. And uh, I just look at it this way. Basketball is what I do, not who I am. Uh,
0: With something like that, and that's totally right because it's should be looked at with all walks of life, not just professional athletes. But then, oh, yeah. when you came in, yeah. When you came in in '96, was there a little bit of a grudge there because you were part of that bad boys team that he had to get over, or was it? Hey man, you know, it was just business. Let's move on and try to win this
1: year. No, we, nobody even thinks about that kind of stuff, bro. Like I walked in. It was, you know, the same way of any player traded to any team. They realize that we're all interchangeable. It's the players that don't realize that they're interchangeable, the ones that feel that they can't be moved, are the ones who have to wake up. I mean, we're the NBA is just like IBM. If they want you to work in the New York office, you got to go to New York. If they want you to work in the San Francisco office, you got to go to San Francisco. If they want you to work down in Florida, they want you in Fort Lauderdale. You got to go. So it's. That's how it's put together. And if you're bringing in, if you're coming in to win, you win. I don't think guys are really even holding on to whatever games there were
0: because most
1: of the fights and arguments had nothing to do with what happened on court. People need to realize that too. A lot of those things are residues from things that happened on the court. Totally understandable there.
0: Now, for someone like me who was never in a professional locker room, or professional sports in general, as an athlete, I was always curious but respectful. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, locker room etiquette? Like if I were to come to an NBA locker room on one of your teams or whatever, is there a certain standard folks don't rise when you walk into that locker room?
1: Um, As a a player or as a media person?
0: Anybody. Just be able to walk. You know, obviously you're going to. For me, anyway, from, from another business I was taught in terms of locker room etiquette, you would go around, hey, how you doing? Shake hands, introduce yourself, be flight, and go kind of find your own spot.
1: If you're a player, one, right, when you walk in, you'll look, and there'll be somebody saying, hey, your locker's over here. You don't have any choice. Yeah. All right, that's the first thing. Two. And if you're a guest in someone's house, be respectful. Don't bring any dirt in on your shoes. Meaning, don't bring anything into this locker room that's gonna make this locker room dirty, gonna make this chemistry wrong. Uh sit back and be quiet until you're spoken to. Speak when necessary. Speak when you're spoken to. And that and that and that's the mentality, anything. Don't don't put yourself in a position that people don't want to be around you.
0: So, it's pretty much the same thing that I have heard in other forms of locker room or professional, which is good to hear because some people like to come in and in any walk of life and stir the shit when there's good chemistry in any type of workplace. So, it's actually nice to hear that.
1: Yeah, well, as they do, it's a nice way of making a them remove, them. remove them from that situation.
0: Well, speaking of you the cannabis being in the cannabis industry, there was another guy you actually played for on a couple of occasions named Phil Jackson. Was it him that actually connected you to the cannabis? Because you've heard rumors about Phil and Sage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Phil Jackson. I, I never heard that. Wink, wink, wink. But I did hear, um, I, I didn't really know about it until my last, my last year in the pros uh, on how much it was going to help me and how um, I should have been involved in this business and involved in cannabis since 1986. But they vilified it, um, and they made everybody feel uh, like this was the worst thing in the world. And we found out that the worst thing in the world was the alcohol. I mean, that was going to wear on your liver. That was going to, you know, like you really don't run into anybody getting in trouble with a DU high. You got DUIs in football, baseball, and then basketball, but you don't got DU high because you stay at home. You don't have domestic violence because you're not sitting at home beating up on your wife. If you, if you are, you guys are smoking a doobie and, and literally having uh, conversations. That extend your entire life. So, there's a difference. Yeah, uh, definitely. Or you're not in
0: physical accidents, say, as in, uh, where I'm from, Kelly Lindbergh was the famous accident with alcohol induced the former Flyers' goal. But that's, you yeah. know, you don't hear of that when people are maybe, uh, yeah. smoking. You don't hear that in
1: smoking. And then I'm tell you, it's one of the, um, one of the coolest things. Is when I finally figured it out. I'm in business with my daughter, who's, it's her brand. It's our brand, but she's the CEO. Deuces 22. will be all over the country pretty soon. And it's about destigmatizing and literally educating everybody on how wonderful this plant is. So we're doing it all. We got insurance companies that deal with people in the cannabis business. And we have, uh, we got the medical, um, Supply, medical supply. So I've I've been been busy with this COVID-19 and these face shields and these gloves and masks. It's like everything was taken off, but we're working it all from the house. But that all came from working in the cannabis business when we realized we were caretakers as opposed to just store owners. So as a caretaker, we really take care of our public. We pay attention. We know what's necessary, and in the insurance business, we realize that 99% of the people in America were going to have THC in their system, so why would we deny them uh, a claim? So we're just really trying to help our country, trying to help people get through this part, and it all stems from cannabis.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting, and we can sit and talk for hours about cannabis, and I'm not one that has partaken in it, but for medical reasons currently, I'm looking at it. But besides what we talked about as far as the accidents and domestic abuse and things you hear with other substances, and I want to go back to basketball, but what's the biggest misconception you've learned about cannabis over the years that most people don't realize?
1: The thing I learned the most is that it's bad for you. matter of fact, I found out that it's probably the best thing that you can ever do to your body. It's a plant being ingested. That your body uh, has a cannabinoid system, just like the plant. The plant knows exactly what it's doing. Your body knows how to assimilate it. It uh, enhances all your inner organs, as opposed to, you would say, with certain alcohols that we know hurt your liver, gallbladder, spleen. This doesn't happen. So is this this the, the misconception and the idea that you were going to be a certain way I, and I used to believe that. And when I found out that I had been bamboozled and, uh, pushers, <laughs> I was like, well, I, I told I'm glad I waited until I was 36 years old. But man, there's so many different things we've
0: Oh boy. But, uh, and I heard on a different interview, uh, with Vlad TV, which he's done several. Did you ever get a chance to talk to Shaq about getting involved with this uh, business?
1: Um, no, I uh, Shaq is a police officer, so I would I wouldn't think he would. Uh, you know, he got so much going on with Papa John's and and uh, General Insurance and 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 Icy Hot, but like he has so many things and, and working on TNT. He he is he is literally becoming one of the, well, he's always been. A really good businessman. But, uh, no, I never got to talk to Shaquille about that. But, uh, there's other players, like there's, uh, Stack Five, my man, Steven. And, uh, and I got Matt Bond and Al Harrington, uh, uh, Gary Payton, Isaiah Thomas got into the cannabis, into the CBD game. Yakim Noor. I mean, guys are starting to realize that not only does it help them when they play, it's going to help the player, the player to follow.
0: Interesting. But speaking of sports and the cannabis business or business in general, do you find that, because you used to hear a lot of negative when it comes to athletes, their money, this, that, and the other, but being that you were from the basketball world, have you ever noticed if, the younger generations are smarter about investing, and looking at doing business, doing different habits that like you're doing now.
1: You know, I was watching um, CNBC yesterday, and do you know the smartest guys in the world have gone broke? So can you imagine trying to put that on some athlete that never had that kind of money and they lose that money and people were, oh, man, how could that happen? When Wall Street is literally broke to this day, and the smartest minds in the world, so trying to navigate through investing and money is a hard thing to do.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and and, And be a great entertainer at 7:30 at night. That's a really hard thing to do.
0: So I don't look at it that way. I
1: just look. I hope these guys are able to find people that they can trust. To start off, and more importantly, people that are going to teach them the game, teach them the investment game. Like, it, it took, it took me losing a lot of money to learn how to do it. Well, like I said, I didn't lose it because I never, it's not real and I never really had it. But, it, it is, it, it, it take, it took me a while to realize, um, it's not just about saving. It's about, uh, what you invest in today. Hopefully it will give you fruit
0: tomorrow. But do you, in general, still find these guys a lot smarter than, say, previous generations would have been?
1: Um, I hope so. Can never say. As I said, Bernie Madoff was one of the richest people I ever met. He's in jail for life.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, not everybody's as smart as they perceive to be.
1: Yeah.
0: So, you know, folks, you know, he's nice enough to give us about 20 minutes today but if you want to follow him or at the John Sally for Twitter, find all his information there. John, thank you so much.
1: JohnSally.com, too. Thank you, brother.
0: Not all football helmets are created equal. Zenith.
1: Hi, I'm Pat Williams of the Orlando Magic. Just a reminder, you're listening to the Dulcet Voices. Oh boy, crazy train radio. There's nothing like it.